Today on the TX Water Polo Podcast, it's all about the Zilla Beach Tournament in Austin and a couple other items as the summer ends, like growth, more blogging, and Texans in the NCAA. It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. Between us, my love, an ocean of powder. Okay, Joe, I'm sunblasted. I still have sand on me, and it was a really fun weekend of beach water polo in Austin. We missed you. Yeah, I was up here. We, uh, we yeah, we started uh, one of our new developmental clubs on Saturday, so we had 45 kids out at the pool, and I'm sorry I missed the event down there as well. So. Yeah, I think you did, actually. It was a really, it, it was something unique, and um, I, I think it went off just as m- many of us had expected. It really resembled, or at least had a Texas version of the kinds of tournaments that we see elsewhere. Um, I'm we, I've, we'll have some interviews up on the website soon of both uh, players and uh, some of the coaches there, and the players were pretty uniformly happy about it. It doesn't hurt that there's this gigantic water park right behind them, so in between games, they just walk up the hill and go down these slides. Yeah, so how was the environment? I heard the parents, I mean, I just heard from a bunch of coaches, and I heard everybody had a good time, and Pascal and, and Zilla did a great job hosting. It was how a good was, time. How was the environment? I, I heard there were some parents that were just out there floating and watching games. Yeah, so the, the as <laughs> they they were smart because it was hot and the 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 best way to observe these games was uh, and which were contained within a series of docks was to just get on one of them uh, t- inner tubes and watch from the side and uh, I coached some and I had my parents basically right next to the players over there it was a lot of fun like with a couple beverages here and there and uh, um, but and also just avoiding um, some of the sun when that when that popped out. Yeah, I heard a there was a uh, coach that that said they forget that they left their sunscreen at home and they and they paid for it a little bit on Sunday. So it, hopefully, I hope you brought your sunscreen. James. I have a little bit of lower leg extremity uh, sunburn, but no, I'm a bit accustomed to coaching uh, on the outside. So it was, it, it was. It was hot and and there was a bit of rain on Saturday. I think it uh, it really started to pour after the tournament was over, so the timing was quite good. Um, but altogether, I can't hear. I haven't heard from anybody who said that things didn't go as well as they expected. And of course, there's room for improvement. And I know that Co- that Pascal and Zillow will be asking for feedback from coaches who participated, and he's going to get it. So there's a few things that obviously can be changed or improved or at least suggested but overall it was a it really was something kind of special like i think this is going to be traditional yeah so how was the gameplay and the and the competition format yeah the competition was good fun too um i think you saw a a difference in the level of training among teams meaning that uh, there's obviously a lot of talented players but the teams haven't it was clear that some of the teams haven't practiced beach rules so they didn't. Re- some of them didn't understand the lifetime substitutions as well as others. Um, but overall, it was just it was a really good and competitive tournament. It was you know we had actual referees and uh, it was uh, so yeah it, it was it was overall really well done. So it was like it was the best three out of five games, and then you played to five or something. Best best three out of five. We had a time limit of uh, 33 to 40 minutes. I think that was right. So you you had to get all let's say five of your games done within that period of time. But the first team to reach three games within a five game match would be the winner. So the, so within each individual game, the first team to get to five goals wins that game. It's a little tennis like, right? So um, you win, you win three games and you've won the match. And that's in, yeah. And that's kind of interesting because you might have a team that 
doesn't have a, a good first quarter in a regular game and they're down by like five to one and they're like, oh my God, it's going to be hard to come back. Well, well, they might in this format, they might like lose the first game and then be able to come back and yeah, and win the overall match by yeah by winning the next couple games. Most definitely. And you saw how that affected teams who maybe weren't, again, as accustomed to substituting in live time. So they would wait until, or, you know, many of the players would get their chance to start the next game. And, and that always had its effects one way or the other. So, yeah, it was, it's, it makes you think a little bit differently as a coach and, and uh, not in a bad way. It's really fun. Good. Yeah, I was in a, and I saw the referees were, were wearing the Hawaiian shirts and it just seemed like a nice laid back attitude out there laid back. This is central Texas. So that it worked out very well in that regard. Yeah. And we have a couple of results. The, um, the, the final results haven't been published, but since I was there, I know a few of them. So, um, congratulations to, uh, Longhorn did well. They, they, uh, their 18 and under co-ed team won. um, Zilla, I be, I'm fairly positive that Zilla won the 18 U girls division. Um, I, again, fairly positive that Southside won the 14 U co-ed and Longhorn won 12U co-ed, and I'm afraid I don't know 16 and under, but this is six clubs over, was it 33 teams? Is that right? It was 33 teams in 67 games. 67 games. And uh, one feature that needs to be emphasized is that there were a ton of players who were there without their normal, quote, club. So mm-hmm. Zilla simply just distributed them amongst a whole bunch of different teams. And that's the reason why Zilla had over 20 teams by itself. Um, and that went really well. You could, you recognized all these players who came not necessarily from central Texas, but they were playing for Zilla and you know that he was just offering them a place to play. And I think next year, this tournament, um, I already talked to Pascal a, a little bit and he says, I, th- yeah, Oh, you know, we can add on and maybe have four or five courses. And I think that the other clubs that weren't able to get teams to, yeah, together for this uh, weekend are going to come out in droves next year. I, I, so. I, I, I like, you know, this is probably going to be the weekend before Labor Day, kind of moving forward a- every year. And I'm looking forward to this tournament just, yeah, just growing and growing and growing. So. I think so, too. And uh, we've discussed it before, but this is a tournament made for Masters. And we've got a lot of feedback from our Masters players in this area that they want to go. So I suspect a year from now you'll see a lot of uh, older people playing as well. So but... that or that or, or maybe just having a separate Masters event, just like, right. a, beach, uh, like a beach Masters event. So. Yeah, we're going to play an interview with the owner of the club, a guy named John Line, and he actually said, uh, proposed, and we'll post that video online as soon as we can, um, about having a fall tournament or maybe even a spring tournament. And of course, it depends on the temperature of the lake, but um, they're so enthusiastic about it. And this is a facility that is that is well tailored for a tournament like this that we could see much more of it, like you're suggesting. All right, speaking of those interviews, we'll uh, we'll cue those up right now. First is with Pascal Cohen-Hadria. He's the head coach of Zilla and the, who, who hosted this tournament. And it sounds like we'll be hosting it again a year from now. And uh, and John Line, the owner, owner of the Valente Beach Club. So uh, listen to them, and then we'll be back in just a moment with some more information on growth and TISCA and the NCAA right after this. We're here with Pascal Cohen-Hadria. He's the organizer of this event that's going on right now. This is the only beach water polo tournament in the state of Texas. How have things been going for you and your club? Awesome. We're, we're, our, our young guys are getting a lot of great experience. Our old guys have been successful. 
Um, we had 56 athletes out for Zilla, which was awesome. Some of those being players from other teams that didn't have teams. Right. So that was a great, great uh, format to do that. Well, tell us a little more about, about, about that, like the fact that you could be an individual player and play in this tournament even if your club wasn't participating, right? Sure, yeah. We want to encourage all players to come out. Uh, being so close to JOs, there was several clubs that could not make it. But they did send a few players here and there that really wanted to play, and it was, hey, it was a great experience. We've heard nothing but great things from all the families out here. So, When did you start considering this? I mean, this, uh, this is a facility that's deep, reasonably well-known in this area. Did you start thinking about hosting a tournament some time ago? Yeah, earlier this year, uh, actually one of our dads was at a bar sitting down with the <laughs> owner, and he was talking about how Valente's built this you know, structure, and we came out here. Uh, it didn't work for us a couple years ago, but now with the structure, it's perfect. And uh, probably since early summer, we've been working on getting it ready. So. The structure being that dock right down there, right? Is that yeah. largely the issue? Yeah. yeah. And you tried to model yourself a little bit on what they're, they're doing out in uh, Southern California and Croatia and so on, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We start with the Long Beach rules, and uh, we, awesome. I think we change a couple minor things, but generally they're the same. So. And the, and the facility itself has been cooperative, my understanding? Oh, man. Every time I look over at the owner, he's got big thumbs up. So, <laughs> you know, it's, he's loving it. Uh, I think he probably added an extra 600 people this weekend <laughs> per day. How many teams overall are here this weekend? I think there's six clubs, uh, Zilla being you know, a combination of a few players from right. different clubs, but um, there were six clubs, I think it was 32 teams, and 67 matches. Awesome. So. Well, and are you thinking about doing it again a year from oh, now? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've got people. We already found out just now, one of the moms found out, we can add more of these floating structures outward, Ooh. so we can even create like almost a, a, a jigsaw puzzle of floating structures that's out great. there to, to play so yeah it'd be cool well it could become the central texas tradition i think that's a great idea yeah all right yeah. thank you for your time thank you all right we're with john line you're the owner of uh, valente beach resort is that correct yes how did how did you become acquainted with zilla water polo and with hosting a water polo tournament at your big big facility uh -huh. well pascal approached us probably in early spring and wanted to uh set up a practice out here right. it's a little bit different than going to a pool and um, we certainly like the uh, the views and it was we had such a good time with them then he oh, approached me you know the kids came out had a good time the, uh, the rest of the guests like to see what was going on with polo is that true I like seeing what was going on okay. I see it on TV and everything but it's up close it's a it's a great sport so you've gotten feedback from your other customers who aren't here necessarily for the water polo tournament that they're enjoying having all this activity going on. Yeah, exactly. We just uh, we had a couple boats pull up and I said, "Man, this is cool." <laughs> Even our employees have walked around and said, "This is awesome. These guys are tough." Yeah. Um, and so, have, do you have any sense for how many more customers you may have gotten this weekend as a result of the tournament? Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's been very beneficial to us. We had. Uh, We've had Jaws on the water out here with Alamo and a lot of stuff going on in the summer. Well, now that school started, everything's kind of yeah. slowed down quickly. And this was perfect timing for us. We would have had an okay day, but uh, we were absolutely packed this weekend. Uh, good customers, people enjoying being out here. And we really like that. Obviously, we like the revenue, but uh, everybody really had a great time out here. That's what we noticed, at least. Uh, so I've spoken to a couple kids. And of course, they're here for the tournament, but they like they just want to head straight up the hill on this gigantic slide. So yeah. that's great. I don't see how they have the energy, but they're still up there going up and down. <laughs>
Um, okay, hey, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Well, you guys are welcome back to uh, Valente Beach and Beachside Billies anytime. We have the best food on the water. All right, great. <laughs> thank you. Hey, actually, let me let me ask you one more question because there's definitely momentum about bringing this back next summer. Is it something that you've uh, contemplated? Well, I just uh, talked to Pascal and said, how about a fall and spring tournament? Wow. So we would love to have you guys back out. Fantastic. Again, thank you for your time very much. Thank you. All right. Have you noticed that there are no advertisements for dental care or online recruiting services on the TX Water Polo Podcast? Same with the website, no pop-ups, no banner ads. Well, we'd like to keep it that way, so we're asking for your support. Your donation will help us with new equipment, better sound quality, interesting writers, and maybe even improve podcast hosts. So to help us expand and improve our coverage of the sport and state we love, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate. That's txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate and be sure to subscribe to the pod on apple google stitcher spotify or radio public and give us a good rating if you like what you hear hey this is mark lawrence from austin college head coach of the men's and women's waterpolo programs and home of our kangaroos when i'm interested in uh, what's going on with texas waterpolo i always listen to tx waterpolo podcast James Smith and Joe Linehan back with you on the TX Water Polo Podcast. We just got done talking about um, growth in one respect, which is this big beach tournament that will likely come around a, a year from now. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff related to growth of the sport in the state of Texas. We're talking right now with the guy who knows more about it than anything else uh, or anyone else, rather. And uh, and also we'll be we'll be writing about it and sharing a lot more information on the TXWaterPolo.com. Um, what can you tell us about what your plans are for that, Joe? Yeah, just if you go to the TXWaterPolo.com website, you click on the little growth tab in the main menu, it's going to bring you to a site that just basically has has some other subpages that are just going to have uh, links for education, high school water polo, um, club water polo, just like, you know, college water polo. And we're just going to keep adding to that as we go forward. My main, uh, like, yeah, just kind of reason is it's going to be a lot of things from the USA water polo world, the high school world, the zone world, um, and it's going to be all in one place. And then I'm also going to be starting this, uh, yeah, later this week is, I don't know. So what are we calling it? A blog? Joe's Corner. Okay, we're calling it Joe's Corner. Or here's what we do. We ask our uh, fearless audience to text or, or sorry, not text, but uh, to tweet us or email us with what should we call this this segment. Um, I don't know, but it's just going to be like a blog type commentary type thing. And it's and I'll probably do kind of kind of one article a week where it just kind of just kind of delves into a little bit more detail like the like the first one's going to be about how to play water polo in college if you're if you're growing up in texas and i'm going to go through the like the details and give everybody as much information as i possibly can and uh and that's just going to just kind of take us into um you know the high like the like the college season that's uh, starting this upcoming weekend but as far as websites concerned that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna be trying to use this as a platform for just getting the information out to everybody. Oh, okay. easy kind of a one-stop place. Well, the, and the, the and the good thing is, as you've mentioned, it's not simply from a club level. Like the, the the sport is growing in a lot of ways in the high school level as well, and of course middle school uh, too. And so it's not simply how do you how are we going to grow this based on what the USA Water Polo clubs are doing. 
yeah, it's, 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 we just want more water polo going on out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, from the YMCA level to a club starting splash ball to, um, like the parks and rec and the Texas state games, there's a lot of different avenues. So, um, we're just, we're just hoping to kind of get the word out and just have that one place where everybody can come and see some different info. And if there's some info that's not on there and you're looking for it, please just, uh, let us know. Yep. We can add it. So absolutely right. Yep. It's supposed to be a bit interactive in that regard. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Um, in the meantime, what's coming up soon is the Tisca meeting. Uh, it's, uh, in September, it's held in Austin every year. Um, that's what a, that is. That's, yeah. What that is, is there's the Tisca Clinic, which is the Texas Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association, which is the, all, the, all the high school swim coaches. They have an annual uh, convention clinic. Um, it's going to be on, on, on Friday, Saturday, on September 20th and 21st. Tisca Water Polo has their annual meeting on Friday, September 20th. They also have a water polo-specific speaker, which has been the case for the last few years. Um, the speaker this year is going to be Justin Pudwell, who was just finished up his 10th year last year with mm-hmm. uh, Whittier and he decided to kind of kind of hang up his whistle and move back to Texas so yeah excellent and 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 he too is likely to share a lot of inf- uh, really important information about those pl- kinds of athletes who want to play in the NCAA of course yeah I mean uh, I mean uh, uh, yeah just uh, Justin actually grew up and went to Baytown Sterling he went and played college water polo out, out on the east coast he coached back in Houston for a couple of years, and that yeah, and then he went out to California and coached in high school, and was the assistant coach at Oxy, and was ten years the head coach at uh, Whittier for both men and women, and he did a tr- tremendous job. A lot of Texas kids played out there for him. He's known as a guy from Texas. He will preach the word of Texas, and I think he's gonna be a great speaker for all the high school coaches that are be, that are gonna be uh, part of that clinic. So yeah, there's a bit of it still is a bit of a pipeline from Texas to Whittier. If there's a school in California that is sort of the place where Texans go, it has been Whittier. That's a that's a spreading out a little bit, but that was that's been the case for a long time. Um, yeah, Pudwell finished up with 164 wins, not too bad after being an assistant Occidental. Um, and like you said, at uh, Salem International, he was a player. Um, so that'll be interesting to hear from him as well. And uh, anything else that you might think we can expect from that meeting? Um, I just think it's just it's the annual, just the coaches kind of get together to kind of hammer out the spring season for the high school season. So, um, the, I mean, it's they need to kind of hammer out some details. Um, we have the summit here in, in a couple of weeks that's going to be doing the same thing on the club side, the USA Waterpool side of things. That'll be on September 7th, also in Austin. So there's a lot of, of kind of kind of really good communication and collaboration kind of coming up here and because we all just want the sport to keep growing and everybody to work together to come together because it's not necessarily for the coaches or the club admins or the parents. It's for the athletes. Let's yeah. And let's create more opportunities and more games and get the uh, and get the kids playing as much as possible. Right. Well, I'm uh, highly committed to this sport, but I'm going to miss out on that one. We're going on vacation. So there you go. Got to do what you got to do, James. You got to do what you got to do. Right. And I know you speak for me anyway. So there you go. I don't know about that. There you go. (laughs) All right. Segment three to come up next week. It's the kickoff of the NCAA season. So next week we're going to do a lot more previewing of that. And then we'll come back here in just a couple minutes and wrap things up about uh, what you can expect next week. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. 
It's James and Joe wrapping up segment three of the TX Water Polo Podcast. Uh, next week, the NCAA season is a really in, in full force. And so next week, we're going to start talking about those games and uh, in particular about Texans who are playing in the NCAA. We actually created a directory last week. Um, so far, the men's only, and according to the rosters that I could find, uh, 36 Texans playing in the NCAA. Now that's going to change because some of these rosters were from 2018 and uh, they're obviously going to be changed in the next couple of weeks. But uh, that's a, I, I don't know if that's more than I expected, but it's actually a, a very good number. Yeah. There's probably even more women playing because there's yeah. more schools. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to try to get that up for up by next week. And I believe, and you can correct me, but uh, next week's podcast is going to be, entirely dedicated to college water polo that's it right? yep yep so, there's so much to talk about so i look forward to it it's gonna be awesome good good so uh, and including one of those things that we will talk about is again joe has some insights as to, uh, as a former coach in particular about um, how to play in the ncaa when you say how to play in the ncaa you mean i think all of it meaning what is the style of play that you have but also what does it take in order for you to get the attention of coaches from the state of texas something like that right well, it's not really the style of play. I mean, obviously, we want kids to play as much as they can and get as much experience as they can b- before they go try to play NCAA water polo. But it's really just kind of uh, kind of educating a- a- everybody about the three levels that you can play college water mm, polo. Right. The, the collegiate club, the community college out in California, and also NCAA for your schools right. and um, or the varsity level schools. And uh, yeah, it's. It's not like swimming. It's not like football. It's not like basketball. No. It is yeah, it, it, it is very unique. And, you know, you're not going to have coaches that are going to be traveling across the country to go recruit, like, you know, athletes. So the athlete has to be their best spokesperson. Yeah. And they have to get their word out there. They have to be patient. They can't sit there and go, oh, the coach hasn't called me back. Well, you have to sit there and call the coach and email the coach yep. and be proactive. And, yeah. that's the, and, uh, and that's the big thing that – Sometimes people don't get. I still remember going over this, and this is this was 15 years ago back in Houston. Yeah, I was talking to a kid, and he was like, "Well, I just I just sent an email saying I was the MVP of Texas. I don't understand why I didn't get an email back." Well, yeah, that's why. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you need to give them more about it's yeah it yeah it's not just how good of a water polo player you are. The first two questions that any coach is going to ask somebody is, "How are your grades?" and "What's your SAT score?" Because yeah. I'll tell them, can they even get into my school? That's right. And, if they, and yeah, and then if they can, how much money can I get them for asking? Yep. And then they can start having a conversation. And so it's yes, yeah, it's not like basketball and football where everybody gets a, like a full ride, and they can get kids in, in a school. This is a, it is a little bit more complex. And I'll go over that on my Joe's Corner and, um, and then uh, next week on the. Yeah on podcast and you and i are going to have a, a frank discussion about that as well i think i might be able to be a little more frank than you but there's a lot of misconceptions about playing in the ncaa and there's a lot of misconceptions about how that recruiting process takes place it is not what you think not really so th- that'll be very fun to go over all that kind of stuff and get people ready for that so so there you go so um if you like what you hear here we're uh we're, we want you to give us a good rating on whatever platform you use to listen to us and there's plenty of them and also do yourself a favor and listen to some of the other water polo podcasts out there like Off the Deck, Near Side Low, and the Cross Pass podcast. 
all of which you can find on our homepage. And finally, we want to hear from you, as we've mentioned multiple times, pod at txwaterpolo.com. If you uh, still use email, txwaterpolo for both uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'm a bit Twitter heavy, so I'm I'm not so much on Facebook. I shouldn't admit that from a social media standpoint, but I just – there you go. Um, And Instagram at tx underscore waterpolo, and then, of course, on the web – at txwaterpolo.com. All right, we've muddled through another podcast. Thank you, Joe. Well, yeah, well, thanks, James. It's been fun. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Waterpolo podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin. Close.